0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Radical Humanity. My name is Ben Hoover, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And um, here is another episode. Welcome. Um, so, uh, I'm I'm doing this this series uh, where I am reading this poetry that I've written and then I give some commentary, some, some of a backstory to it. And, um, and it's, it's actually been, it's kind of fun. I like, I like reading it first off. That's been actually, so it's really enjoyable when I write poetry and then it's also, and then there's more enjoyment when I read it to people. And I've, I've had these moments where I just will read it to myself and I just, it's the same feeling, which is, man, I really love this. It's so enjoyable and satisfying. And so I love, I love reading it to people, um, to to the people that, that, uh, I'm close with, but, uh, but I've also known that as I've written this, I'm going to share this. So um, you can actually, I'll put the written piece on my website, which is com, and that's where you will can access all my writings that I post, and some videos, which I probably will do more in the future, and then my podcast episodes, or you can also listen to uh, my podcast on, uh, on iTunes. And so, uh, so, and, and I, I want to post these writings in the written form because they are pretty meaty. Um, when I'm writing them, like, I know what it means, and, uh, and I'm aware of it. I'm not, I'm not in this trance, even though it, it feels like it, this trance. and uh, uh, um, But it, it's, it's hard to put words, but it just, something just switches on in me, and there's just this flow that happens. It, it, it just feels so automatic and natural. When I'm piecing these things together, and when I'm writing these poems, they're they're obviously deeply personal. They're about my experiences, parts of my life, um, uh, anywhere from uh, from actual experiences, some emotional pain, some event, or it might be maybe delving more into the ineffable, um, the mysteries of life, what this means, um, faith in that way. Uh, um, you know, so uh, so I. I Whatever comes out of me, I have sometimes no direction. I start with something, or I start with, you know, I'd like to kind of put uh, words to this event that I've experienced, and uh, and and it's, I yeah, I find great enjoyment in being able to do that. So um, so this one I'm I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read slow because this is this is a three page one. There's uh, I like writing uh, a poetic narrative. Um, so and and I like doing more free verse although there's rhyming in here. Um but yeah, this this one I so I love all of them but there's some that stand out and this is one of them. Uh that that uh kind of stays at the the top for me when it comes to something I'm you know kind of high five do the high five on. So um so this is called Where does the sacred lie? Where does the sacred lie? Sequestered in the confines of walls and closed doors? In buildings monopolized by the good who gather? Does the sacred exist solely in the saintly? Or in the pages that have lived over thousands of years? Maybe displayed in devoted ritual and verbal requests deposited in the unknown? Or found within the adherence of the rules governed by the divine? i was taught as a boy that the sacred is elusive found only in certain tribes fattened by the followers who do everything right the messages were clear to avoid the unending inferno one must abandon the self for the sake of divine pleasure where shame and guilt speak surely it's of the great source reprimanding the soul corralling desire to find acceptance in the ineffable nothing supersedes. It is paramount to life, requiring inordinate devotion. Forsake me for the satisfaction of the eternal. Cast out, exorcise, cauterize, castrate, any tumorous antigens causing the path's derailment. Amplify spiritual intervention. Triage the lost, the wanderer, the doubter, the questioner, the rebel. The sacred is found in reservoirs owned by the religious, who ascribe to a life well-lived for the other. Follow instructions to assure sacred connection. Bring all your sins, your shames, your dirt and grime, and purify in the basins of our love supreme. Only then you will be cleansed, renewed, and redeemed. But is this true? This voice grew louder in me, a voice trampled down by judgment's cadence, that told me I wasn't doing it well, or enough, or right, or I blew it, interminably flawed. That this guilt was from above, correcting me to return to righteous roads, yet, My soul seized upon such messages given, only to be repetitiously shredded by judgment's jaws, that once again I was at odds with the truth. But what if the truth was in the questioning, the doubting, the rebelling, the so-called sins, the wandering? This voice that speaks inside of me was illuminating what I could not see, a caged steed I had lived all of life, governed by criticism surrounding One day the key had turned, through frustration's reveal. All truth that had been buried now arose to the surface. There must be more to life than this. Something bigger than the bounds of this tribe, something active, dynamic, evolving, divine. That con- the, confine- the confines that brought safety had now corroded, and mystery overtook certainty and the familiar. A terrifying yet exhilarating move that was made, but nakednesses had brought, stripped of my known garbs, questions, doubts, and feeling lost grew louder, desire to return to comfort shouted. But the small light living in unassuming form, an inner voice that drew me away from conform, reassured me of the path, a path where the sacred lives wild and free, beyond the gates and corridors, beyond pages and ritual, beyond chests and tabernacles, and rules and regulations, that this unimaginable energy is present in all, inhabiting all lands indiscriminately. The sacred is here, actively pulsating in the now, not quarantined by time or day or place or tribe or ritual or right or wrong but vibrantly breathes at the very core of the self, destroys all barriers, embraces the ostracized, branded by letters of red and imprisoned by the system's categories, a captive to labels, cornered by masses' hate, abandoned in the shadows of the world. The sacred is magnified in the dishonored and vilified, in those who wear society's scars blatantly, but also illuminated in hills and sea, in pleasures, joy, the erotic euphoria, it has no guards, shackles, nor constraint. An unrestrained voice that invites all to freedom, to experience the sacred in the fullness of existence present. In the contours of the roads that lead to no particular destination... The sexual energies mutually indulged, contagious laughter billowing outward for all to imbibe, in nurturing comfort for the new and vulnerable to life, and the loving embrace of society's despised. It can be found in the wrinkled and the smooth, in the breathtakingly gorgeous and the unadorned. Behind makeup and augmentation it lives, in ivory towers and derelict shacks, underneath shame and judgment you will discover, in genuineness and honesty, this energy uncovered, that ignites and unites, connects and harmonizes, transforms and transmits, creates and metastasizes, repairs and heals, embraces, awakens and evolves. It is an often untapped source that moves in all. In outward-bound clamor, it only quiets the voice that dwells inside and ignites choice, direction that stirs one to embrace the unknown, leading to love's expansion, to touch lands disowned, an unbridled living that shares harmoniously, vaporizing barriers and illusory lines which only restrict, constrict, and confine. Behind the securities and comforts of the spire dwell the vulnerable ravaged by buried euphoric desire, Padded by safety, but carrying an unending burn to torch the confines and live unbridled in unceremonious endeavor, setting love's fires to lands unknown. And this is what I discovered when I left the space that bottled the sacred, that this vibrant truth lie not in the securities religiously manufactured, but is infused in the very fabric of our own skin, spirited internally, energizing the soul to indulge in love's pleasures. This source is not this elusive outer alien force that can only be reached through the ordained and cleansed, no but breathes in the very in the trampled the banished the hated the sexless the prurient, the shamed and judged the grieving and ecstatic the rich and the poor the storms and floods and weathers calm but will we listen to the mysterious call the hand that invites invites into freedom's realms inconspicuously revealed in the troubled parts of ourselves suffered by our own extinguishing and regulating efforts that lives inside the heart's corridors invigorating the soul to partake in life's abundance, it is here that the sacred can be found. So, um, God, I love—I really love reading that poem. Um, <clears throat> um, and and it it. So, what this captures is my experience where um, religion had dissolved for me, like the 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 tribal mentality being bound in, in sort of the Christian tribe. And I started to have these waking up experiences, these, these, um, these kind of intuitive guttural sensory experiences that like something felt off for me, maybe not others, but at least for me. And I remember there was this moment where I was a part of this, this, this church, this congregation. And there was just an experience I had and I, And I got angry and I felt, I felt this like anxious anger in me and I knew I can't do this. Like life feels so much bigger than this faith and, and the church in a sense, like feels, it feels, there's, there's so much more, there's so much diversity. There's so much experience with everyone, with anyone who's, um, who's invested in their religions or whatnot. There's, there's so much to learn from, from all. That truth is all around, that the sacred lives, um, it's infused into this world and and in myself. And that for me, um, the way I like to phrase this is that faith, it's not this belief system, it's learning to live in the unknown, Um, learning to be guided and trust those like little inklings and nudges to go and step into the unknown and, and watch the mystery unfold, to be a part of the unfolding narrative, I like to say. Um, and so for me, it was like religion and what was the comforts of that and the securities, right? Being in a, in a tribe where everyone kind of speaks the same language and has the same belief system, even though I really didn't inside, like I had things that started changing in me that I thought, I don't, I don't agree with this. Um, I don't like this whole judgment sin kind of language, I I don't like this kind of, there not being diversity, or embracing people of different orientations, or I I don't, it just, I don't know, and there was things I wanted to talk about, and, uh, and express that I didn't feel comfortable, like, I had different viewpoints of religion, of theological uh, perspectives, things were shifting that I thought, like, you know, how is this going to be received? Where can I go with this? Of course, I have a friend group and some people that have gone on that unraveling path, that deconstructing sort of path, sort of quote, where you kind of leave what's been familiar and known and taught so long. We all have aspects of that, whether it's a religious community or not, where we have these scripts that were given to us. And it's not good, bad, right, wrong. It just it's what is. And then something starts to rattle the cage or rattle the cage in me of no, no, no. Life, life is beyond this. I want to touch all corners of the world there. I want to, I want to go, I want to travel countries. I want to write, I want to express, I want to learn from people that normally wouldn't have been accepted into the, into the church club. Um, I mean, in a sense they were, but you'd have to kind of clean up your act, so to speak. Um, and I didn't like that. I, I didn't, I didn't like that. And, um, and so, uh, and so I thought I, uh, uh-uh. uh, the the margins are a lot wider than this. the 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 bound the boundary lines are way bigger, way more expansive. Um, and, and so it kind of set me on this path of a greater self discovery. And and there was a moment where I thought, what now? I mean, I don't have that. I don't go to church on Sundays. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't pray in a way like I was taught and like I used to. It's like, it's very different. It's just very raw and censored <laughs> profanity. Like, you know, wondering what the hell's going on. Asking, you know, the divine, the universe, whatever, to show me. Like, wake me up. Show me what I'm not seeing, you know. And, and becoming more connected and rooted and grounded from inside. Like, you know, listening to my experiencing, the feeling, the inkling, the nudges, the that uh, is what I mean and um, and so it's 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 very different. I don't talk about this a lot with people um except for you know kind of the people that I feel like I can trust with this um but uh but I want to talk about it and it's it's and it's my path. it's not you know not saying anyone else has to go down it. it's just or this is the right way. it's just is this is what started to happen to me. I began to question things, and in fact. I've learned to really love questioning and doubting and but for a while it was really uh disorienting. Uh, it, it was it, it, it rattled me. Um you know it, it, on a deep profound level where I felt lost like what now? I mean I don't I don't go to church and I don't do this worship thing and I don't do this prayer and I don't I I don't go to a, a gathering. I don't you know I I um what do I do? Um, and so I lost what was, what felt secure for me and comforting. And then, it, but I realized that like this sacred experience, this force, this, this love, this source of love, if we want to call it, some people say God, I like, I like using that. The other terminology. I feel like God's too limiting in terminology, but there's something bigger than us that is moving and growing and evolving us. And, um, and so uh, and so for me like I realized like that's in everyone and that's all around it's in it's inside it's outside it's you know there's this part and like every life or every day is this um this unfolding unveiling uh experience and so um, and that's excite that's exciting for me like and even when there isn't like events going on because a lot of times like you know, we kind of live, we might craft our life living for big events and future events and hoping and wondering and, and, and it takes us, it overshadows the now, the present, what's happening in us. But that's also kind of hard because if we, if we start to give observance and pay attention to the, to what's happening now in us, sometimes like we start to touch painful parts of ourselves that like, I got to admit events and always being social or, you know, maybe it's substances and just whatever it is. Like it, 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 it takes away sometimes that big haunting, like what's going on in me. I, so I, yeah, I get it. Um, but for me now life is taking a turn where uh, um, it's, it's exciting even in the moments where there's like, there aren't like events happening. It's nope, this is time to rest. This is time to just be. So that's a I guess that's a different way of experience to talk about it, is that I've discovered that freedom which is there's no judgment. So I have to, I ought to, I should, I shouldn't. Not that that doesn't come up, but I know I know more so now how to navigate that. Um and and I can find myself again in moments to connect to where am I at right now? What's really going on now in me? So I loved writing this poem because that it started with that line of like, where does where does the circuit lie? In fact, I have this picture when I went down my Highway 1 trip. And I went, uh, it was really cool. I was going down Highway 1. <clears throat> and I passed by, um, it's called Esalen, 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 something. And it's kind of like this yoga, meditative, new agey. I hate saying new agey, but it's just this like, but it is like kind of this earthy meditative center or whatnot, and you can only get in by reservation. Um, I I almost entertained uh, a booking a reservation just for the night because you can only do it um, the day of. But you can go at like, what is it like? Oh gosh, when is it? Like one in the morning, one to three in the morning, something you can, like you can. You can do some late night hot tubbing there, um, and it costs I don't know like forty five bucks or something. And I entertained that, but I thought, nah, I I, I don't want to. I need my sleep, but I uh, so I I stopped on the out the outer the outside perimeters of it, and of course you know they have cameras. You can't can't really go in, and you can see f- from above, um, but not much further. I was driving, and on the left side it said Hermitage, Catholic little Hermitage and um and it said all visitors welcome and it was up the hill and it's a very steep hill um so on the left side so the coast is on the right on highway 1 and then um in california and then and then there's these steep hills and i thought i want to check that out so i drove up and man it was a little scary i'm 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 not really a heights guy but when i want to get to something i still <laughs> mustered through and i I wound my way in my car driving all the way up the steep hill and stopped off. And you're limited in where you go because a part of the hermitage is for like kind of like a silent reclusive retreat for people. And they don't want any disturbance there. Um, But I was able to go in kind of the sanctuary. And it was really interesting. I took a picture of it like this like wooden bowl and a fan and seats around it and stuff. It was, it was fascinating. But, um, but there was also these incredible, I don't know what the wood was, but these, this wooden door and then extended up, and this is outside, I mean, and extended up like on this awning and and went all around and, uh, and kind of on the, the the ceiling part of it. And I took a picture of it, took a couple of pictures messing with the, with the filter, um, you know, trying to kind of get a cool, like sort of, uh, shade color to it and so so I want to post it with that but that when I thought about this poem I thought about kind of posting um, posting those doors and with the you know with the question where does the sacred lie because um, because so I realized it's like for so long in the religious sector has been you know kind of we sort of have the truth um it may not be as so um, you know uh, so like so vehemently, that is a hard word to say, um, like held so tightly, you know, just like we have the way, there was such aggression, although some people, um, do express it that way, but there's still this kind of message of like, we, we have, we have the truth, we know, so come to us, follow us, we'll give you the, the answers kind of thing, um, And so, but, but when I realized like, no, like it's not, it's not held by one person or by, um, uh, by a religious community. Like it's, it's not bottled up. They don't have all the answers. Like life is just one big unfolding answer and one big question that keeps moving and growing and evolving. So, um, so anyway, so that was a little like a little kind of image backstory of like, I want to, I'm going to put that picture up and then, and then tag the poem with that. So, uh, anyway, on that note, hope you enjoyed that one. And I guess I will talk to you next time. Take care.